0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com.
1: Good evening. Welcome to this amazing series, special Q&A with Rabbi on, on your submitted questions. Um, this is being presented by the Chazak organization and Torah Anytime. And um, this is everyone should tune in live right here at TorahAnyTime.com slash Chazak2 slash C H A Z A Q, the number two. 8 p.m. right here, and um, you can email us your question at events at chazak org. Um, your question, don't be embarrassed, um, and email us your question whether um, and uh, any topic, and that uh, will be addressed right here. At email us at events at chazak org. And on that note, I want to actually start with the first question, it is a, a, a question about about to encourage people to ask questions. So we know that the the the, the 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 Mishnah in, in Berakhot says somebody who's embarrassed they're not going to learn so I want to if, if you could just um, I think it's what else we, this whole series is about the foundations of Judaism so one of the foundations you're, no, you're never going to learn anything or you're too embarrassed so if you could just touch upon this in a general sense and also specifically in this series that, that, that if people don't submit questions then the series isn't going to continue it's not going to have an impact it's supposed to
0: Okay, thank you so much, Robbie. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Nathan, for coming. Um so to answer your question, I want to start off that you make it sound as if nobody's sending questions. People are sending questions, all right?
1: Yes, right? Yes, they're sending okay. questions.
0: Very right, good. People are sending questions, but we want more questions. We want unlimited amount of questions. So how do you tell a person not to be shy to send questions? The answer is like this. Every person in this world that has his part of Torah. every person in this world that has his chilik in the Torah. Whatever part, whatever portion of terror information that you can grab and you can inquire and introduce to the world, nobody else in the world can bring it down. Every person, every single person, that's what we Davin, Veten Khalkenu Please give us our share in the Torah. Whatever you can introduce to the world with terror information, even Chacham of Yosef Zechoner was not able to bring it down. So much that the Sefer Chasidim brings down a person who unfortunately does not really fulfill his mission the way he was supposed to, and fulfills potential of learning Torah the way he was supposed to, after 120, when he goes to Shemaim, one of the things Hashem is going to tell him is, what happened to the Divrei Torah you're supposed to introduce to the world? You were the inventor of X amount of divrei Torah to the world, and you did not bring it down, You did not learn enough. And it says a Sefer chasidin, that's a little bit of a level of gezel, of stealing. Because you stole the information from making it public to the world, a diviter that you were supposed to introduce. So why shouldn't a person be a baishan? You should know that You're not a guest when it comes to learning Torah. Torah is yours. You have a portion of it just as much as the greatest leaders of the world ever had in the Torah. Just as much the Torah was theirs and they learned. The Torah is the same thing. It belongs to you, to every single Jew that wants to learn Torah. So why shouldn't you be shy? Because it's yours. It's your home. You're not new at this. You're not a guest at this. This is who you are. You're a person that's supposed to learn Torah and the Torah was giving for you to learn and for you to grow. How do you start growing? By asking questions. The famous thing in school was, whoever doesn't ask questions never is gonna learn. A person always has to ask questions. The biggest rabbis, I can tell you many stories about them. When they were younger, there weren't, the uh, top kids in the school, in the class, and they really pushed, and they pushed, and they pushed, and they became great, great Tamidecha Khamim. In fact, there's one Gadol Hador right now, who's the Gadol Hador of the generation. Everybody knows there's a famous story about him. When he was younger, He wasn't the smartest guy in the class. But his father was makpid To learn with him every single day. Every single day, even when he got married, even when he already had grandchildren. They sat and they learned every single day. And this son became the Gadolador. If you want to know who this Gadolador was, email us, I'll tell you. But there's many stories of people that pushed, and they pushed, and they asked, and they asked, and they reached really high levels in Judaism. So if you have any question on your head, don't be embarrassed to ask. Don't be shy to ask, because there's answers to everything, and it's all for your own
1: benefit. Good. Okay, so w- w- with that amazing encouragement, we're actually going to go to one of the questions that someone submitted. Um, so, so someone submitted a question, but I'm going to give a little introduction. So, uh, into this question. Um, so, so, so I heard a share, amazing share from uh, Charlie Harari, and he said that that that, that sometimes we view. Like our relationship with Hashem or or Tfila davening and Hashem, it's like Amazon spiritual shopping. It's like, okay, like we need stuff and like God Hashem needs stuff. Like, okay, what do we need? We need Parnassah, we need Shadokim, and then more Parnassah wouldn't hurt. And what is what is, what is what is what does Hashem need? Okay, we think okay, he needs he needs me to eat certain things, he needs some Hebrew words for me to say, different different stuff like that. So like 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 we say like sometimes like we don't get answered in our in our, in our in our prayers and we say like okay like, like what do you mean like Amazon they they deliver overnight and Hashem can't answer us right away so the first is, uh, question they asked us was why doesn't Hashem why doesn't Hashem answer our prayers right away
0: okay beautiful question forever sent it in beautiful question million dollar question the answer is like this prayer is not about asking for something prayer is about connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. when we daven we don't dive in order to get something. Diving is a tool to get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem sometimes is money us. Hashem sometimes does not give us something in order for us to ask Him for that item. Let's say you want a very nice car. Let's say you want a car. Hashem is not going to give you that car sometimes in order for you to ask Him for the car. In order for you to connect with Hashem, Hashem wants you to speak to Him. Hashem wants you to pray to Him and connect with Him and connect with Him. How does Hashem do that sometimes? Right? Every person. How does Hashem do that? By not giving you things and eventually giving it to you when you keep on praying and you keep on praying. The point of davening is not asking for something, but rather becoming someone. Who is that someone? A person who is close to Akadosh Baruch Hu. So that could be one answer. Why Sometimes a person doesn't get his results right away. The Midrash gives another answer. Midrash says that sometimes, you know, a person can have a on him, you know, can have a bad decree on him, and he has to push harder, he has to sweat more, he has to put more of an effort, he has to davet Hashem more and more and more and more, and eventually that's going to break the ice, and Hashem will bring him the Yeshua. And another answer I can give, is sometimes, let's say my little daughter, let's say she's asking me for something. We're good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's say sometimes my little daughter, right? She's asking for something. Let's say it's ten o'clock at night. She wants candy. She wants candy. She says, "Abba, Abba, I want candy. Day, day, I want candy." What do I tell her? I tell her no. Says, but I want candy. I want candy. I tell her no. You're not getting candy. The kids are asking, the kids are begging their fathers, but the father answers, no, for the benefit of the children. Sometimes, Rabbi I know it's easier said than done, but sometimes a person can be asking for something. Again, and it happens to me too, again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. We say, Hashem, please give it to us, Hashem, please give it to us. And Hashem is looking and saying, I'm listening, don't think I'm not listening, but the answer is No. Why is the answer no? For your own benefit, one day you're going to see the whole picture. Our job is to keep on davening. But at the same time, we got to have emuna that Hashem knows what He's doing. Chas Shalom, you don't want to beg for something that you don't really shouldn't get, and it can chas v'shalom mess you up in the future. person, you know, Shlomo Amar Shlita said in one of his speeches that his father, and he always teaches his Talmudim, when you ask for something specific, let's say for a zivug, let's say a person davis for zivug to fight as an uh, English, soulmate, as they call it. Let's see Davins, let's see his Dating a certain girl. So somebody asked him, "Is he allowed to say in his prayer, Hashem, can you make this date work out? I like this girl. Can you make this date work out?" Says Shalom Amar, "Chas v'shalom for a person to speak with that to Hashem. Chas to daven for such a thing, because you don't know if this girl is right for you. Just because you feel it's right right now, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, if it's Yizivuk, you want to make sure you marry Yizivuk. Don't daven for something that's not yours. Don't daven for something that you don't want it to happen to you. and You're going to regret it in the future. How do you daven? You say Hashem. This is what said. You say Hashem." If this girl is right for me, for me right now it feels it is. If she's right for me, please give me Syathish Give me At Sakah work out. If she's not for me, stop the date right away. But never say Hashem, I want to marry that girl. I once said this on one of the Torah time classes, and then somebody gave me a call about an he has an aunt who lives in Eretz Israel. Okay, this person told me the story It's the person from Bar Park. He has an aunt who lives in Israel. This girl, she was dating a guy from Israel and she liked him. And she liked him. But the parents were telling her, I don't think it's a shidduch. But they kept on dating and dating and the parents were warning her, I don't think this is your guy. But she says, I love this guy. I like him. Eventually, he stopped dating. Meaning the guy that she was dating, he said, I don't want to continue dating this girl. She went to the kotel. The aunt went to the kotel at that time. And she started crying to Hashem by the kotel. Hashem, I want to marry this guy. I know he's the right guy for me. I know he's the right And she was davening and davening and davening and Eventually, they actually got engaged, decided they didn't get in, they got engaged to the guy she liked and they got married. But the ending is not good. It should never happen to anybody, okay? Unfortunately, the ending is very messy to this day. Very, very, very messy. And the aunt, this older aunt, Tells her whole family, do not make the same mistake I made. Don't say, I want this specific thing. You don't know if it's good for you. Say, Hashem, I think it's good for me, but you know what's best. Please give me what's best for me. The point of davening is to get close to Hashem. Keep on davening, keep on davening, but don't think you got the whole picture. Don't think you can start telling Hashem what's right or wrong for you. Just keep on davening, grow your relationship with Hashem. Always keep on davening.
1: Okay, powerful. Um... And um I'm going to read right now a special question that uh, that, that someone submitted they said um that that um here yeah, I wanted to know if, if a person used to maybe they didn't look at things that they were supposed to and now they're having, they're having not appropriate thoughts um and whenever they whenever they're praying or doing a mitzvah these thoughts come into their head and uh what um so, it says, should a person not do a mitzvah or a daven or pray because in their minds they're not having kavana and they're thinking maybe the itzar is, is, is making them not uh, think appropriately. So, um, what would you, what would you say about that? And, uh, maybe. Just to generalize it a little bit more, I maybe mean, if not everybody's in that category, but let's say just in general, let's say like um, our minds is always rushing. Um, and a, there's like a, there's like a joke? It's like it's like someone's in Shmonest, right? and and then after they after they once they end Shmona Estre, they, they they're supposed to, like maybe they should say like Tviros sa Aderik. It's like a joke. Obviously, it's not true. But like just because like their mind like like okay like oh they were in France because they had a business deal there and like whatever it is like they just traveled like like three times around the world. So let's say. Like, can you just also touch upon about having uh,
0: kavana in uh, davening? Okay, thank you so much for the beautiful question. What does a person do if, unfortunately, he messed up, he tripped, he failed, he was not able to control his eyes? Does he keep on davening or not? So, it's a very sad question, Robbie. I'll be honest, with you. it's a very sad question. It bothers me very much. Okay, I'll, okay, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Whoever asked the question obviously is a tzaddik or at Beautiful question. You have guts for asking such a question. That means you care to ask. If you know, if you ask, that means you care about getting close, like a lishbaruchu. But the reason why it saddens me, why it's, I feel bad about the question, is because for a person to even have a havamina, to even have, to even cross his mind or her mind, to think that you should not keep on davening and not keep on learning because you didn't watch your eyes. Ay, 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 if you read the Sefarim, if you read the books, you see how much Hashem does not believe in that. Hashem specifically, specifically, specifically says, no matter how many averot a person does, the last thing you want to do is to stop learning Torah and stop doing mitzvot. That's the Yetzirah's goal. The Yetzirah's goal is to make you think that you should not be continuing doing mitzvot and Torah. But the opposite is true. Even when a person does a virot, and don't get me wrong, a virot are horrible and they do a lot of damage and there's work to do to fix it. Okay? Oh. Okay. Sorry. But even a person does a virot, Okay? No matter what, you should always keep on learning Torah and doing mitzvot. It should never cross your mind to stop learning, or stop doing so when you do Always get up, always get up and keep on fighting. In fact, the Ramchal says, What's the difference between a tzaddik and a rasha? What is the difference between a righteous person and a wicked person? Says the Ramchal, Righteous people, even when they did mess up, even when they did trip and did Averot here and there, they knew how to get up from the Averot. They know how to move on, move on, move on. Not to fall for the Yitzharah's trap, to keep on, you know, sitting on the floor crying about the sins that you did. Rashaim, evil people, unfortunately never became Rashaim wicked overnight. It took them time to eventually become wicked. They said, listen, I don't have a shot. Hashem doesn't care about me anymore. I already did Averot. What's the point of moving on? I didn't watch my eyes. What's the point of learning? That's the wrong way I had to think. That's the crooked way I had to think. And eventually that person who thinks like that is not going to respect himself, he's not going to serve Hashem, and it will go lower and lower and lower in spirituality, and eventually he becomes wicked. That's what Ramchal says. So how does a Sadiq become a tzaddik? When he learns how to move on, move on. You did an Avera, horrible. Do Teshuvah, but move on. Always keep on learning Torah. So the practical answer is, Never stop learning, never stop davening. Now, if you want an eightsaw, if you want a suggestion how to take away those thoughts, the Sfarma say looking at Sadikim helps. Just like, unfortunately, your eyes watch improper things. Now take your eyes and watch proper things. Look at Gedolim pictures. Right now, you know, with the phones, there's a lot of pictures of Gedolim, of big tzaddikim, Rechaim Knievsky, Rav Yitzchak There's a lot of tzaddikim, of videos of watching them, or watching them learn. Or go to yeshiva. Go to yeshiva Do in the morning. Leave your work. Go to pack packed yeshiva where a lot of bachim are sitting and learning Torah, And let your ears hear the diva tarot. See the bachim learning Torah going like this over at gemara. Or watch a big tzaddik giving a shear. Utilize your eyes for good things. Just like unfortunately you watch bad things and they may affect an effect in your neshama, how much more so when your eyes watches good things like Torah and Sadiqim? it's going to make an effect in your neshama to purify your mind that those bad thoughts are never going to come back while you're davening. So keep on controlling your eyes. Always learn Torah. Never think to stop learning. No matter whatever you did, that's the last thing you want to do is stop doing mitzvot. Always keep on going. What the suggestion is? Always look at Sadiqim, Try to look at gedolin videos. The Bezat Hashem that would erase the bad thoughts. What was
1: the other question? The, the other question. Another question was, was 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 sometimes whether it's in Shmo, uh, the Amidah, Shmona Esther, whatever it is. You, n- but just in that or just in general, in, when you dive, when you pray, you how do you focus on what you're doing? Like meaning that you, that you shouldn't. Okay, now I'm thinking about about WhatsApp, and now I'm thinking about. Um, my business, my class, whatever it is. Focus on where you are. How do you? What's some tips for uh, uh, making uh, your davening count? And then, then your kavanah in the davening.
0: The kavanah and davening. Okay, so first of all, the zalav halachot when it comes to chaz kavanah, to say that one foot on a regel is hard, but the zalav kavanot. Oh, the shulchanuch. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, the zalav halachot that we have in shulchanuch when it comes to kavanah. I want to say something very practical right away from Chacham Avdi Yosef. Don't overwhelm yourself when it comes to having Kavanah Davening. When I was younger, by the way, I had this thing. I would have like three Sidurim in front of me. Kavanah Tavalev, and then art school, and then the other ones were all the people shim. What happens is you're good for like a month or two, you know, but after that, it's just too much. It's too much. And a lot of times, if you notice, a lot of big rabbis, when you watch them Davin Shimon they actually have a short Shimon They actually have a short Shimon They're not there for an hour Davening. There are some Tzaddikim that have long ones, but there are many that I've seen Big Rish Shivas who don't have long Shemines. In fact, we sometimes have even longer than them. Why is that? The answer is because they know Halakha. They know the Halakha of Kavanah. What is the laws of Kavanah, Tashukhan Uch said? The Halakha is, you have to know Pirush Hamilim. Pirush Hamilim is, you have to know the translation of the words. Try your best to review or to look at the art school city before and try to understand the most of whatever you could, the translation of the words. That's what a person needs to know. If you're able to even do that half a say, that's a big home run build on that, build on that, but focus focus on one mission, what's my mission? I have to know what I'm even saying don't start with this Kabbalah stuff where you're not ready for it, you know, Kavanat Shem Hashem Hove, Viyah, too much, if you're able to do that, Kola Kavod, but before that, what does the words Baruch Hata Hashem mean? even just the words, Baruch Ata Hashem, bless the Hashem. there's so many meanings to that, you have to know the regular pursuit regular translation of the words, so get yourself an art school or whatever book it is and make yourself five minutes a day trying to understand what are the words and I'm reading in Shemona that is what Kavanah is. So if a person who wants to have Kavanah, again, try not to grab too much, not to have too much Kavanah, focus on the basics, and that's the translation that will help you out a lot. Now, there is a tip that the Akronim bring down, a practical tip. Let's see in the middle of Shemona and you're spacing out. You're thinking about sports, politics, whatever it is. So Shulchan gives a tip. He says, feed your Yetzirah. What does it mean, you feed him. You tell the Yitzara, imagine you're diving like this, and you're thinking about, I don't know what, Donald Trump, okay, fine. Okay, you think about Donald Trump, and then says the Shulchan you know what you do? You tell your mind, okay, go, go, play the scenario in your mind, what do you want to think about, huh? Go, keep on going. Says the Shulchan watch within two seconds, be like, okay, you know what? I don't care. It's not important. Never mind. You're going to keep it in your kavana. That's the shulchan Aruch, because it's the Yitzharah trying to nudge you to space out. So you can tell the yitzchara, fine. What do you want? What do you want me to play? This whole scenario? Let's go for it. And the just turns around and runs away. That's what shulchan Aruch says. That's how you can have kavana. Second thing, the Brewer brings out. Second thing is from the shlach kodesh. If a person, if you're if you're spacing on a shvunai you go. I know it sounds silly, okay? But don't really spit, but make believe as if you're spitting. That's what the shlub brings on. Go, three times. When you do that, tap your forehead and you go, two, 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 but don't really spit. Wow, oh boy, how much that works. You know how many times I use that? It's like magic, literally like magic. When you do that, your Baruch Hashem, your Kavanah is going to come back. So two things. Either the Shulchan suggestion, that let the scenario play in your mind, then watch how you beat the Yetzirah, you're going to go straight into kavana. You're going to see how sketched it is, how fake it is. Or what the Mishabur brings down, don't really spit, but tap your forehead three times and may believe as if you're spitting, that kavana is going to come back. But the main thing is, none of these tricks. The main thing is life is serious. Praying is serious. person has to put time to understand what it means to pray in the translation of the words. There's no shortcuts. You want that real kavana? You got to learn the halachot and you have to know what you're reading.
1: Okay, very practical. I think we'll stop here uh, for tonight. Um, um, With so many questions, there's so many questions which we could really get to, but that's why that that we you have to leave people with with with, uh, with some with with some uh, taste for them to tune in next week. That's why we have the series every Monday night right here, Tarantime dot slash Kazakh two. C-H-A-Z-A-Q-2 at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, and email us your questions. That's what we had a big... Don't be shy. Don't be shy. As he explained beautifully um, for, um, um, that you shouldn't be embarrassed. The only way you're going to learn is if you ask. So email us your questions to eventsachazak.org eventschazaq dot Have a great night.